Saccharin's smile. Is she bad? He apparently took offense because he stomped his foot. No. Well, then, your daddy is wrong. There, I'd had the last word. How would he beat that argument? But it was day when my mom went out. Smug again. I was tempted to try my brainwash gaze on him, but thought better of it. Instead, I said, If you don't talk again until your mom comes to get you, I'll give you ten bucks. I saw him consider it. Twenty. I should have started lower, but it was too late for that now. Fifteen, and you never tell her about our deal. Hey, I said I'd looked after him a couple of times. I never said I was good at it. I'd have to find another way to work around his questions next time. He was getting too expensive. Dottie wasn't late to pick him up. She was disheveled and grinning like the Cheshire cat, but not late. I grabbed my keys, stuffed them in the front of my bustier, all but tossed Mark to her, and was out of there. The gridlock was one of my favorite bars, which meant I visited it only every couple of months. It wouldn't do to be seen leaving with a different man every night, especially if said man didn't remember me the following day. Spacious and dimly lit, the gridlock was decorated in shades of red and black. Drapes separated a few private stalls, and the upper floor housed the super-secret VIP area. Get your minds out of the gutter. The place wasn't a sex club. The VIP area was only secret because celebrities often chose it to unwind when they needed to stay away from the public eye for a while. No orgies took place there, as far as I was aware. What added most to the bar's appeal, however, were its patrons. Mostly young professionals who weren't out to get wasted. Pretty people who took care of themselves looked and smelled good, relaxed on leather armchairs, and the music was to my taste, as was the bartender. But he was off limits. Heads turned as I entered, but I maintained my cool. The outfit I'd chosen was at odds with the surroundings, but by the time I'd left home, I'd been in too much of a hurry, and the club I'd initially had in mind was too far away. I might have gone through the trouble of finding another place that suited my attire, but a phone call earlier that evening had jarred me. Always, always change your cell number after breaking up with someone, or they can bug you for years. I looked too cheap for the place, but it was too late to do something about it now. Holding my head high and keeping from swishing my butt too much, I made my way inside and pretended not to notice the glares a group of women in their thirties, in skirt suits, and with perfect coiffures through my way. I was there for a reason. I moved toward the bar with deliberately slow steps, only occasionally glancing around. Gaze, not lingering on a face for more than a split second, I tried not to let anyone know I was looking for someone to fulfill my needs for the night. I spotted the perfect guy within twenty-five seconds of scanning the room. I was sure I'd never seen him around before. Believe me, I'd remember if I had. He was a head taller than everybody else, and his shoulders looked as wide as my bed. He was leaning casually against the bar, holding a bottle of beer. 
Even at a distance, I could see his eyes, fringed with long dark eyelashes, were the same charcoal gray as his shirt, and they were locked on me. The first phase of the plan was complete. The prey had seen me and was attracted. Phase two consisted of faking disinterest until he made a move. If I took the first step, he might deem me too easy, and that often wasn't enough of an ego booster to make a man take me home, as I'd discovered in the past. Although, if I played my cards right, it might be more than enough to make him follow me into the ladies' room. With the rent deadline approaching, I needed money that night, almost as much as I needed blood. So the ladies was not an option. Oh, the blood thing reminded me. There's something I should have said earlier. My name is Cherry, and I'm a vampire. Sadly.